Welcome to episode 7 of Chats with Chuck. This is another special episode. The last one was unscripted. This one, in this one, the script is flipped. We're calling this one Asks with Chuck. In the past, I've been hosting the show and asking questions, but today, I'm the main contributor. I do have a guest today, and we'll introduce her in just a second, but I want to talk about quickly the format of the show. There, I, I put out a survey to the community for people to submit questions for me, and they've submitted their questions, so I'm going to be answering questions live on the show, and we're going to see uh, how this one goes. My guest today is my good friend, Lily Marcus. She's uh, wonderful at reading, and that's her main job today. Very happy to be here. Thank you. Lily, why don't you start us off? Okay, so looking through some of the questions right now, and one of the ones that caught my eye was discuss your proudest moment. We'll, we'll come back to that one. Okay. If you could live anywhere in the entire world, where would you choose and why? Ooh, that's a fun question. Um, I think that I would be really interested in uh, <laughs> living in New York City. <laughs> uh, this is a wonderful world, and there's a lot in it, and there's many, many places that I'd love to travel, but to be honest, there's no place I'd rather live than New York City. It's uh, it's the great world mixing pot, the confluence of all the cultures. Uh, basically, every language in the world is spoken there, every culture and race and ethnicity represented, and uh, not only is it this beautiful city in that sense, but it's physically beautiful. It's huge. There's so much to do and see, and uh, it's a it's a special place to me absolutely what's your experience with judaism been like have you had any conflict with others regarding your identity or have you been fortunate enough to not have people be anti-semitic towards you so i would say that judaism is really one of the most important things in my life um both my parents are jewish and my sister and i have been raised with jewish values and customs in our home even though we are of the reform movement we definitely have been taught the importance of leading a Jewish life and of being active in your Jewish community. Both my parents, are, especially my mom, are super active in our Jewish community. And that's you know worn off on me and my sister. I work at Hebrew school. I attend sleepaway camp. I'm a counselor now at sleepaway camp. I've gone on organized trips to Israel. And these are all things that are I think have been really important to my development as a human being. And as a Jew, and I think that there are things that are going to lead me to make certain choices going forward in my life about who I choose to associate with, who I choose to become friends with and marry when I'm older. And uh, having that Jewish influence is really, really important to me. Okay, This is a question from, from my own cranium. Um, what Jewish values do you think that your your parents most effectively instilled in you? I think that it's compassion for others. Um, both, both my parents care about, you know, everyone around them. You know, they care about people they don't know. I like to say my mom cares about everyone besides service workers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like my grandma. Uh, they it, they both feel a duty both to their, their immediate family, to their uh, – Jewish community and to the community at large, they you can see that in the way that they choose to like donate money, uh, just you know, and even their worldviews include, which are something that just rubs off on me a lot. You know, the way my parents view the world and analyze the world is definitely in the lens of you have to care about other people and what happens to other people, and it's not just about me. Very true. I think 
I've had the a very similar experience also growing up Jewish in a, in a Jewish family that really, really values um, those traditional Jewish values and, and instilling those in their kids. So yeah. I, I totally relate to that. Um, another question is, what was your favorite class at Harley and why? Ooh, my favorite class at Harley. Hmm. I think it either has to be AP Gov or AP Statistics. AP Gov was a really fascinating class. It was, uh, it was my it, my teacher, uh, Dr. Shar, retired after that year, so it was like my last chance to take a class with him. And he was a teacher I, I really really respected and appreciated. And so that that class was super. It was both enjoyable and interesting. I learned a lot about the American political system and about uh, a lot of like the history of our laws and the way that our system has formed over time. Then AP Statistics, the other uh, close one there, was it really opened my mind to, uh, I actually need to add some context on this one. I really enjoyed math as a a kid all the way through middle school. In freshman year, I almost failed math class, and I really hated math for a few years after that. And then junior year, I took AP Statistics concurrently with pre-calculus, but I I wasn't really a fan of pre-calculus, but AP Statistics really... reopened the the door for me to enjoying math and to, to loving math again. And I would say that I do now really enjoy math. That's amazing. Um, I'm glad that a class has had, you know, that much impact on you. Um, I understand that you've participated in a lot of extracurricular activities at Harley. Which ones have been your favorite? Which ones have impacted you the most? I would say my two favorites have been the theater productions and speech and debate. I've always enjoyed the theater. I've been doing productions since I was eight or nine years old, and I've got to have some really interesting roles. It, as a freshman, I played Lefeu in All's Well That Ends Well, which was a really interesting Shakespeare piece, and I had a lot of fun with that. Since then, I've been in the outdoor fall plays the past two years, and I uh, have assisted in other ways, and I, I just really enjoy contributing to the drama department. I love the type of work that gets done at the Harley Drama Department. We we don't just do the normal plays that every high school does, and it's a. I think that not only is it an experience that uh, stretches our acting skills, but it helps us grow as people working with what are oftentimes difficult topics in theater. And then speech and debate is something that really uh, affected me um, intellectually because as a as a debater primarily i have done some speech but as a as primarily a debater i've really learned how to wrap my head around uh various perspectives because i get a topic that th- these topics you know they're they're binary in nature and i have to argue both sides so th- it's you know the implication of the fact the fact that we're that we're sometimes arguing one side and sometimes arguing the other makes it clear that you know neither side is completely right or completely wrong and when you get into it you find that there's there's so much depth to all of these topics and it's really changed the way I've thought about tons of issues from you know energy to healthcare to defense these these deep dives that I've had to take for speech and debate that sounds like it was really impactful next question is how do you feel about gas prices gas prices are obviously high right now which is bad for the people that need to buy gas and New York State did say that there, or did announce that there will be a gas tax holiday for the second half of the year. But what does what does that gas tax holiday mean? Well, it means that there are going to be more people buying gas, which means more gas is getting burned. 
it's harmful for the environment. Yes, it hurts people's wallets to have to pay a little more for gas right now. But the fact that it hurts people's wallets also causes people to think a little harder about when they have to drive. And that's an important thing when you're trying to limit emissions. In the end, the best the, the you know climate the, fixing the climate goes far beyond short-term uh, economic goals for individuals, in my opinion, right? So Absolutely. uh no, I it's unclear to me. I guess I, I haven't done that much research on it, how much uh, gas is saved by having higher gas prices, but it, it appears that people do drive less when gas prices are higher, and so it's not the worst thing in the world. Next question. What do you think about the school lunches here, and what have, how have they been in the past? So I have to say that these past few weeks, they have just been killing it in the Harley kitchen. I, I don't know what it is. It's the same people cooking you know, ingredients from the same suppliers, but they've just been back to back to back to back good lunches recently. I don't know what's up. To be honest, in the past, the food here has been underwhelming. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that there are some classic Harley meals that everyone, including myself, loves, and they always have a lot of whatever they make. You never will go hungry here at Harley. There is something out for everyone that everyone will like every day, whether that's salad or cold cuts or the main dish, whatever. Uh, so it, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as some people make it out to be. But sometimes the entree is a little is, is not something that I would want to eat. Yeah. Veggie chili is not very popular here. Not a fan of veggie chili. Not a fan of veggie chili. One of the next questions that I saw was just simply Israel, Palestine, question mark. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that uh, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a Zionist and a strong supporter of Israel, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that there's necessarily room for a Palestinian state. In fact, I think that the only way to ever solve the conflict is for there to eventually be a Palestinian state. Now, how exactly will that look? How will the border look with Israel? You don't know. And frankly, it doesn't appear that this can happen anytime soon because there are never going to be agreements over key issues such as access to certain holy sites and settlements in the West Bank. There are Jews that will never, ever leave the West Bank, and there are Palestinians that will never, ever stop trying to make them leave. And both sides have pretty good claims as to why they're right. And both sides have pretty extreme people that make everyone else look pretty bad. Yep. How are you? I'm good today. Uh, good today? Today's the Wednesday before spring break, and I leave tomorrow morning. So I am. I have two classes left today, and one of them, we had an in-class essay yesterday in English, so we're not going to do anything today. I'm, like, I'm doing really well. We have a baseball game this afternoon. The weather is going to be perfect for it. It's going to be high 60s and cloudy. It, it, I'm, I'm it's doing a, good. I said 73 today. It's supposed to be so nice. 73 and cloudy, so there won't even be glare. It is just a, it's a good day to be alive. It is a good day to be alive. Um, now, what I think to be the most important question yet, where do you plan on going to college? That information is not available yet because I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? My thoughts are ask me in three weeks. Okay. <laughs> Chuck, what is your biggest fear? Oh, jeez. Do I get vulnerable on the podcast? I think you get vulnerable on the podcast. Asks with Chuck deserve um, the truth. We'll see if I leave this in here. I would say my biggest fear is just like like being alone. Like 
I, I don't mean like physically like being in a room alone, but like in life, like not having friends, like not having like, um, just like people to interact with or like, you know, it's never something that's like happened to me. I, I have friends. I've always whatever, but I, I like, I get like scared of like just being nobody or being alone you know, I, met, I I hear about the people that go to college and make no friends and spend all their time like in their dorm alone or whatever, and that's that's like <laughs> who? My, I said my boyfriend, <laughs> <laughs> someone who who spent his his college experience pretty much alone in a room during doing biology, and uh, that's that is scary. It's not something that I think is likely or will ever happen to me, but it's it's a really scary thought. Yeah, absolutely. What has been your favorite family vacation that you've taken and why was it your favorite? Ooh, my favorite family vacation was definitely our train trip to San Francisco. We got on the train in Chicago and it was like 53 hours and 40 minutes or something all the way to suburban San Francisco. It was an amazing, amazing journey. You travel through the Midwest, which is boring as crap, but then you travel through the Rockies, you travel through the desert you uh you travel through more mountains in california and eventually you get you know almost to the ocean so it's it's absolutely a splendid ride it's a lot of fun and then once we got to san francisco we had a wonderful trip there i really enjoyed seeing alcatraz we stayed in this beautiful beautiful old hotel and we also went to this really cool uh polynesian restaurant called the tonga room which was like this they, these restaurants don't really exist much anymore, but it's like this traditional style. Or, well, it's, it's not traditional, but it's this like, I guess, American traditional style of quote unquote Polynesian style food, which is this like really creatively designed restaurant with, you know, big heaving plates of food, basically. So it was it was a lot of fun. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, the right. next question having also to do with food is what is your favorite type of food? Pizza. Pizza is the favorite type of food. Yeah, it's pizza. Respect it. What do you do if you shit your pants while getting the body of Christ in church? It's, oh, man. Yeah, so, that's uh, a tough one. I am not Christian, but as someone who has most definitely shat his pants, <laughs> I'll tell you that you go to the bathroom, you wipe out what you can, and then you you find a new pair of pants. And no matter how much you like the pants you pooped in, if someone's going to catch you having pooped your pants, just throw them out. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And just throw out those undies. Those are done. You, <laughs> yeah. you don't. You, you can wash them, but they'll never be the same. How do you feel about the mask mandate in school finally being lifted? Oh, I, I was really happy about that. I don't. I don't like wearing a mask. And frankly, I think that when we take certain levels of precaution, it's so that we can uh, stop taking other less convenient levels of precaution. I have three vaccine. I've received the vaccine three times. And that's a pretty passive precaution, right? I don't have to do anything now. I, I'm more than happy. I feel very safe without a mask on, and I'm really happy that we don't have to wear them. Yeah. How do you feel like it's improved your connections with people at school? I mean, definitely just like being able to read people's faces. Like, try, you know, I, I don't like trying to guess whether or not someone's smiling or frowning. <laughs> As of the last date of this episode, what do you think is the next step for Russia and Ukraine? Well, as of now, it looks it's pretty clear that Russia's going to make a big push in the east and try and encircle the main Ukrainian army. 
it, it's it's unclear whether or not Russia actually has the manpower to do this. It's un, it's unclear why they haven't began just the extremely heavy bombardment that they've used in other places like Syria and Chechnya on a on a larger scale. They they did like for example, Kharkiv was bombed extremely heavily. Mariupol was bombed bombed extremely heavily. But I they you know they have the planes to just rip through these Ukrainian ground forces, and I'm not sure why they aren't doing it yet. That being said, Ukraine's mounting an incredible defense. They're receiving a lot of aid from outside nations. They just got a new air uh, air defense system that hopefully will be effective. So I, I think that this war is going to go on at least a few more months unless Putin decides to get extremely, extremely brutal, which he may. Doesn't seem out of character. Um, what are your thoughts on the human rights violations that are occurring in Ukraine right now? Well, again... Like like many things with this war, it's often unclear exactly what the truth is and exactly what's happening. Reports are spotty. It's unclear what side they come from. And it does seem that both sides, while Russia does it a lot more, do put out some, some misinformation. It is pretty clear that uh, at least on the boots on the ground level, there are Russian soldiers committing t- uh, gross human rights abuses in against Ukrainian civilians. It's not clear whether or not there's military policy that they should be doing these things, but they're finding civilian bodies, uh, uh, they're finding dead civilians with their hands tied behind their back, they're finding people who have been sexually assaulted and killed, and they're they're finding people who are very clearly non-combatants who are getting killed by Russians. All these are war crimes. There are other, certainly other war crimes being committed, and one could definitely argue that the war itself is a war crime, a unprovoked attack on a sovereign state did you see the report yesterday on there being traces of chemical warfare that russia is now starting to use against the ukrainian troops i i have not read about that but it nothing would shock me with the new addition to the afc west are they the best division in the nfl yes russell wilson does make the afc west a harder division but they actually already were the hardest division in the nfl i mean think about it last year this is a division that already had three three quarterbacks that are franchise quarterbacks and two quarterbacks that are really like top-of-the-line elite when you look at Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. And Herbert just played his second season. He's only getting better. And to be honest, Mahomes is probably only getting better. And I personally am a very big fan of Derek Carr. I think he's a wonderful player. I think that he is a franchise quarterback, is a re- relatively top-tier quarterback who's never had high-end coaching or defense or frankly, a very good run game. They've never they've never really given him much more than a good O line and a couple of good receivers here and there. Darren Waller, not a receiver, but is an amazing talent on that team. So these these teams are going to be extremely competitive this year. I'm not really sure how the division will shake out. I I this is going to be one of the most competitive divisions in recent memory. You really you you could see four 10 win teams, which would just be phenomenal for the league and for the division. And it'll be and with the new playoff format, you could also see four playoff teams out of one division, which would be really interesting, and I think possible. Unfortunately, there is absolutely nothing I can add to this segment of the conversation. It's okay. <laughs> um, who is your favorite Harley man that happens to also be a tiny man? Oh, his name is Ryan Kerwin. He's in 11th grade. He's about yay high, and he is super cute. I, I, I don't know. I would have guessed Kai Rogers to be your favorite Harley tiny man. He's my favorite Harley man, but 
he's not he's not a true tiny man not like certified tiny man ryan kerwin understand what is your gang affiliation chuck um i don't for i don't really feel comfortable talking about that on the podcast uh i i'm currently there's an open investigation no i can't i shouldn't no, say no i'm just playing i'm just playing <laughs> yeah yeah i i'm not affiliated with any gang but uh, if i was affiliated with a gang i want to tell you <laughs> i think that's about it for uh ask asks with chuck I would say this was a pretty successful episode. It was a little shorter than some of my past ones. I didn't get as many responses on my question survey as I hoped to, but that's okay. Uh, Lily, I want to thank you for coming and helping me run the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And Big I... Big fan of Chats with Chuck. I hope to be putting out another episode right after break. So have a good break, everyone. Uh, get outside. It is beautiful and warm. And... That's a wrap on Chats with Chuck.